Flip to Freedom, episode number 15. Hello again, this is Sean Terry from the Flip to Freedom podcast. I'd like to welcome you. This is episode number 15, and I am here to help you escape the 9 to 5 and live the lifestyle of your dreams by learning how you can make an absolute fortune flipping properties in your spare time, even if you're brand new, you're just getting started today, and you have no cash, no credit, and no experience. And you can do this around your 9-to-5 job. That's what's great about it. Now, like I promised you last week, we have an awesome interview that I am so excited I got for you. Um, and I do want to apologize because the audio quality just flat out sucks. <laughs> and I just want to be blunt honest with you. But um, we were actually in a, uh, a restaurant. It's actually a burger joint, a famous burger joint in Phoenix. And um, it was just loud. But um, I did what I could do to edit out the uh, the background noise. But the bottom line is there's great content. I know you're going to love it. And, uh, and it's, it's uh, coming up here in just a bit. So now, before you forget, if you'd like to receive my comprehensive 129-page detailed blueprint on how to quit your job in 19 weeks or less, you can visit flip2freedom.com. That's flip2freedom.com. It's all one word. And on the front page, you'll see a video of me, and there'll be a place where you can enter your email address, and um, I will email you a, a link to this report. So I can tell you uh, we've had... I mean, I, I don't know how many, tons of people just download this report and, and it's just been uh, the response on Twitter and, and, and everything has just been, uh, been awesome. So um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Also, I want to say a, a thank you uh, too as well because um, I was recently – the podcast that, that you're listening to was recently uh, – um, um, I don't know what they call it in iTunes, but it was made new and note, noteworthy in iTunes, and uh, and we've had an unbelievable response of just of uh, subscribers that that subscribe to the podcast. So if you're like I said, if you're brand new and listening, I thank you so much for listening. You're gonna love this podcast because you know what? It's real estate with excitement and passion, and that's what we're all about. All right. Now, let's get into this interview, and at the end, make sure you listen through, because um, when we're done, I've got an awesome resource. Um, it's a gentleman I'd love to introduce you to. Now, this is after the interview, and I'm going to give you some great information, his blog, about his book, and this guy is awesome. I mean, he is he's taking his business from tens of millions to 60, 70, 100 million dollars, and he's done it. By his passion, and that's what we're all about here today. So, all right, now we're going to get into it. We're going to talk to Robin Parmar, and he is a one of the most predominant cash buyers in Phoenix, Arizona. He's bought at least six to eight properties from us, um, and he's going to tell you exactly why he buys what he buys, his uh, perspective on the market, um, and the real estate market, and also too, he's going to tell us. Um, what his strategies are, what his criteria is. I mean, this is a sick interview. You're going to love it. Now, just give me a break on the sound. All right? All right. I'll see you on the next side. <laughs> All right. I'm sitting here with Robin, and we're going to talk about real estate. All right. So... 
I kind of, I kind of, I kind of surprised him with this interview. So, <laughs> so bear with me. All right. So, um, so Robin, tell me what is, uh, what do you think about the marketplace right now? I think, a, uh, I think it's very opportunistic. I think it's one of the best markets that we've probably seen in uh, decades, even probably the best market probably since the Great Depression. All right. So you, so you're from Canada, yeah. right? Had a business up there, came down here to Phoenix. Yeah. Now, what's the price difference between Canadian real estate and Arizona real estate? Uh, the average, the average house that uh, that we would work on in Canada would start at around five hundred thousand. In some cases, you're buying houses for six hundred, six hundred twenty thousand, just to flip them. Jeez. Okay. So, so how many properties have you bought from us? Uh, Probably, I'm thinking about six or seven. So you got six or seven properties from us, and and the average price range of the properties you're buying is what? I would say right around that seventy to eighty thousand dollar range. Okay, so in Canada you're buying a house for seven hundred five to six hundred thousand, and then now you can buy a house here in Arizona for seventy eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. It must be like it must be a kidney candy store. Absolutely. <laughs> so your so your strategy is two different things. You have a buy and hold strategy. Yeah. Right. Now when you're buying in holding what what's your what's your potential goal with those properties well if you in a lot of cases you can actually if you're buying and holding and, and the way you've uh, structured a lot of your deals you can actually buy a place and uh, in turn assume the mortgage with a low down payment mm-hmm. and in many cases still cash flow from that investment once it's rented out so in turn, you're getting paid to hold the property, right. and you're buying the property at the lowest price that it's been in years and years and years. And I'm sure on an index, it would be the, the lowest price it's been around for I don't know how long. So you're still getting hold, the, getting paid to hold the property, mm-hmm. and then with the aspiration of uh, of selling it five years down the road, and then having the chance of possibly doubling uh, your uh, the value of the house. Even though you're getting paid to hold it all along, all along the way. Right, it's almost like buying a stock. So you get yeah. a stock, and now you have a $100 stock that's literally on sale at $50 or $30 or $20. Yeah. And you're still getting you're buying paid that a, stock. And you're still getting paid a, a 10 to 20% dividend. And then in turn, even though you're holding it, uh, you know, I think everybody realizes that the housing market is going to, in any other graph or anything in the past, it's always gone up. So of course right. it's going to go up. So what about you? So your your goal is to accumulate how many properties? Uh, literally. For a buy and hold. Uh, my goal is probably realistically, I'd, I'd be very content. Um, probably a. Probably a hundred properties. All right. So you pick up a hundred properties theoretically, and um, now you have a hundred properties. Conservative, say, say fifty. But I'd like so, to yeah. So let's say 50, yeah. So, so you have fifty properties. Now fifty properties you accumulate now. Let's say they're at thirty, forty percent, fifty percent off value. Yeah. And then in five, six years from now, I mean, those those values could double even ten years from now. But you're getting cash flow at the time right now Absolutely. on these properties, so it, it pretty much offset any expenditure costs. And then down the road, when you have 
these properties. I mean, you'll make a fortune. See, as I try, I try to tell people is that, you know, people in 1991, 92, and 93, 94, they bought up distressed real estate, and then they turned around and sold it in 2003, 2004, 2005, and they made an absolute fortune um, because of the properties they bought and hold. And it's funny because, you know, we I deal with a lot of cash buyers, and, and they have the exact same mindset that you do is they want to accumulate as many properties as they can now just because now is the time, you know, to do it. Now, you also do a fix and flip, right? Yes. Okay. And then, um, now from, you know, because a lot of these people are, that are listening right now are, uh, are uh, they're, they're going to be looking to flip to someone like you, right, as a cash buyer, right? Yep. They want to sell to you. What, what triggers, what, what, I guess, what is the thing that makes you say, okay, I want this property? Uh, as far as me buying it to flip it? Yeah, buy, well, yeah. Let's say, well, let's say buy and hold first. So what, yeah. what, for a buy and hold basis, what, um, you know, what, what does it say, okay, I want this property? Well, if economically, I know it can carry itself and pay me a revenue for carrying it. That that's pretty well the, the keystone right there. If I can buy it and I know that I can get a mortgage on it, or, or for that matter, it has a mortgage in place yeah. that's X amount, and I'm getting paid more than that to hold it with a small investment, it's just a, that's pretty well a natural. Okay, well, let's talk about a deal. You just closed on a deal that we sold you today. Yeah. Right in Tempe. Yeah. The loan amount was what? Uh, eighty-five thousand. Eighty-five. Yeah. Eighty-five thousand. Okay, and then the um, and your down payment to accumulate that was what? Nine thousand. Nine thousand dollars. So now, did you have to come up with the eighty-five thousand? Uh, no. Okay. So you basically bought that property subject to the existing loan, and you put nine thousand dollars down. So now, and that property was so the, the total retail price on that was about almost ninety-five thousand. Uh, ninety. Uh, it was 94. 94. What do you think it's worth? Today? Well, the house next door was was listed for uh, 159,000, and it was uh, 200 square feet small one. Wow. So I would say even in a recess, the way the market is right now, this one needs a little bit of work. Uh, but I would say just as a door in the normal market, that's got to be worth at least 150. Wow. So that's pretty good. So you almost got 50,000 of built-in equity, yeah. and you've got a mortgage payment of what? Uh, the mortgage payment this one worked out to be with taxes and uh, and incidentals. It worked out to be about eight hundred and fifty dollars a month. So eight fifty, you can rent it for. I think it was a thousand, eleven hundred to eleven hundred. Yeah, that's what right, we're so projecting. A couple hundred dollars a month cash flow. Yeah. Well, that's a smoking deal. Now, what particular? Why did you like this deal? Um, it was in a great area. It was a nice house. Tempe. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was a nice house, uh, and the upside potential of this one. This may not. This one in particular may not cash flow like a Maryville property or, or um, uh, some of the other areas, um, but you're going to attract an easier tenant. you got to take that into account. There's a chance of us doing a lease and hold on it. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is that the uh, if you really think about it, we put down 9000 Even on the $9,000 investment, we're, we're going to be getting a $2,000 return on our money, uh, which is, you know, and it's actually probably 1800 to to uh Three thousand dollar return on our money. Right. Um, so that investment, that nine grand, should be paid off in three to four years. Uh-huh. But then we we own the property. Right. So as it as it accumulates in value over the next four years or five years, which it will, mm-hmm. uh, we we've essentially will at the end of that four or five years, we'll own that property with nothing done. Wow. That's awesome. Now now let's talk about fix and flip. Yep. What 
what makes you go, okay, I want this property for fix and flip? Um, my own, I guess it's my own, uh, my own system is I look at what I feel it would retail at. Uh-huh. Um, I times it by 0.65 to 0.68, subtract my costs of uh, renovation. And that's where I come up with the purchase price. So as long as I don't have those margins, okay. then I'm happy with the uh, the the the, uh, the project. Yeah. So the property we sold you on in Canto, that yep. one fits the mold probably perfectly, right? Because so that one, what do you think it retails out at? That's going to retail between three hundred to three twenty nine. Yeah, and I cannot wait to see this house when yeah. it's done. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So three twenty nine. Your purchase price from us was what? One forty. So one forty. So there's almost. How much equity is that? That's well, I mean, based but, I mean, you had a lot. Of, how much work you put into it? That one, then we have a budget that'll go between fifty to fifty-five thousand uh-huh. dollars. So, like, we'll be into it from between one hundred ninety to one hundred ninety-five. So then I'll set the pro uh, the profile. That'll actually, I feel it'll be a good one. Then, if you know our target price range, if we get if we get that three twenty-nine, we're probably looking at you know a forty or forty-two percent margin. Wow. But if we have to go down to that two ninety-nine, we're still sitting within that well within that. Uh, that parameter, that uh, sixty-five, yeah, exactly. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so so to recap, the um, so if on a fix and flip, you'd be at you times it by sixty-five to sixty-eight percent. Yeah. You less your repairs. Yeah. And then that kind of comes up with your purchase price, and you know that you'd be okay to be able to go in and fix and flip it. Exactly. Now, on the flip side, um, if you're buying a buying and hold, then you're looking into assuming a mortgage. So you don't have to come because, you know, obviously you're from Canada. It's right. difficult to get financing right Absolutely. now. Anyway, I, I never thought it would be uh, as difficult as, as it's been. Yeah. Right. So, so basically, you can you can have a loan in place now. So that's I think is another key that people need to know is that one is that if you leave the loan in place and yep. negotiate that with a seller, that's a huge buying benefit for you. Well, it's huge because, like I said, I can tie up a a property that could potentially give me a hundred and fifty thousand dollar profit uh-huh. for uh, for ten thousand dollars. Right. And then, in, in like I, like I said earlier, in many cases, I'm still going to make that money back. Right. Uh, like you know, if I put my if I put that ten thousand dollars in the bank. Did you guys want anything else? No, no we're good. Okay. If I put that ten thousand dollars in the bank, I'm gonna get a hundred and fifty dollars a year interest. Right. Okay. Well, if I put that ten thousand dollars into a property, right, I'm gonna be getting two thousand dollars back a year. And it's and, and above and beyond all that, I've still locked in the property at a price that's. 30 to 35 percent of potential resale. Wow. Yeah, that that makes uh, you know, you know, that makes total sense. You know, from now now from a perspective of someone who is um, you know tying properties and then turning around selling them. You know, where 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 were you looking for properties? So you know, so if a guy like me, you know, how how did we find you? Pardon me? Sorry. How did we find you? I mean, how did we? I mean, what where, where were you looking to find properties? Um, I was looking under uh, distressed property or wholesale properties in Google. In, yeah, in the Arizona market. Right. So you, so you went on Google. 
Yes. You, you typed in wholesale properties, distressed properties. Yes. You hit one of our squeeze pages, one of our websites. Yes. I think it was. You filled out a form, your email address, and it brought you to our site where there was actually properties on there, right? Yes. You know, so 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 then you could look at the properties, and I think you called me up on um, one of the properties that uh, that Matt tied up, right? Yep. And uh, and it's and he wanted it. You liked that area? It was Arcadia, and yep. you, and you rehabbed that. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So which uh, I commend you on that. It came out great. But um, but but basically, you you saw that property. You wanted to, you want to look at it, make an offer on it. Called me up and uh, you said, hey, you wanted to, you know do it for a certain price. We said okay, and we actually you know ended up selling that to you. So so you found us through a Google search, is what it was. Yes. Okay. Now, why do you like doing business with us versus any other wholesalers? Um. Well, a lot of that comes. I guess some of it's with the relationship that we've developed. Uh, to, but to be very honest, I find that. Uh, a lot of the other wholesalers are trying to buy bank-owned properties and uh, and flip them with a small margin, and in turn wow, you don't impressive. you don't have the uh, loan to value that you guys have. I find that in many cases the loan to value you guys are offer is much better uh-huh. than what than what I found on the open market as far as uh, houses to purchase. Right. Okay. So that that is a great point. So what what. So other wholesalers are trying to tie up bank-owned properties. Yes. Or short sales. Or what about courthouse step stuff? Yeah, exactly. And, and then, then, they're, then they're trying to flip them to you. Yeah, and then the other thing that's, that's, that's uh, and even if you're trying to, well, yeah, exactly. And in, in many cases, you're just buying a whack of them, putting their margins in them without doing a lot of research on the, uh, the area or even caring for that matter. Wow. Okay. So you would rather buy a property that's not on the MLS, that's not bank owned, of course, yeah. hasn't been at the courthouse steps, and it's literally off market then. Yes. Like all of our properties are off market. Yes. Yeah. They, they, and we get these properties from motivated sellers. Yeah. So they're not on MLS, they're not bank owned, they're not you know any of that type of stuff. So that, that, and, and then you said something that was important was relationship. Now, you know, usually when, when you sit down, when you, you know, look at a property, buy a property, I always meet you. Yeah, we always go grab lunch, yep. whatever. We built a good relationship just by you know communicating, by talking and getting to know each other, you know, on a on a personal basis, which I don't think a lot of other wholesalers do. I mean, do they? Or no, I, not, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I not know. not from my other experiences. They just want you to get it closed and be done with it, right? Yeah, you know, they might have a little seminar. You go down to one in particular. You go down to a seminar down at their office, and yeah. they you know they give you the pros and cons of what you're doing, and then they give you a list of properties, and they just give you a, a sheet. They don't give you, a, and this is my own experience. They never give you the. The comparisons of the other other houses in the area, or the values of the other houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just talking strictly about uh, uh, cash flow opportunities of, oh. of owning the property at this price. So they're and trying to sell the landlords then, pretty much. Right? Yes, I yes. Huh. Now, what we try to do is provide on our website. We provide I try to link to the MLS. You know, multiple pictures of the properties. You know, yeah. pictures, you know, details that, about it. Exactly. I mean, does that help? Does that help you? Oh, make huge. Decision? Oh, absolutely. Because then you can look at comparable, uh, comparable product in, the, in that area to find out if the value is in that property. Uh-huh. And then the other thing that's nice is that in opposition to having your work, your money work for you, what you're going to do on your flips. Uh, if these people are just trying to sell you investment properties for cash flow. 
it's kind of nice tying up that property for five or ten thousand or twenty thousand in, in opposition to putting all your eggs into that basket. Um, yeah, because they want you to pay cash, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think when we first met, um, you were buying all your properties cash. Yeah, I was. I mean, you were writing a check for them. So yeah. we, we, we hooked you up with a hard money lender. Yeah. They could do hard money. But most of the deals I think we've completed had seller financing in place, meaning we kept the loan in place from the from the motivated sellers. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, which is which is just awesome. Okay. So now for perspective view, you know, of telling these people that are getting involved in real estate, they might not know anything about it. They're still working a job. They're uh, living their nine to five life. I mean, we're hanging out on what's, what's today? It's Thursday afternoon or whatever. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon. But, you know, you know it's good because we, we meet up. We can come down here. We can hang out. And, I mean, the lifestyle is just unbelievable because we can come and go as we please. We're not tied to a job. We nope. can go, you know, look at properties. We can, you know, we can hang out with people we like to hang out with. You know, what would you tell these people? You know, you know, do you think it would be a mistake for them not to get involved in real estate? Um, yeah, absolutely. I guess, I guess part of the, uh, the reason that I moved to, in this particular, this area, you know, like I'm 45, so I've seen different cycles like you had mentioned earlier on. Yeah. And in those other cycles, even though I had the opportunity to participate, I never bothered to participate. Right. And in turn, I, you know, I, I could have had my freedom a lot earlier than I do now. Right. Um, you know, because I've seen situations where you could have bought distressed properties. And if I would have bought them back then and, you know, waited a couple of years and, and not gotten too greedy and, and sold them off, um, I would be a lot farther ahead than I am today. Right. Which, um, which you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, but obviously, everybody has goals. Everyone wants, I mean, everyone has, you know, wives that demand a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. you know I mean? so exactly. Everybody wants more out of life, but the, the bottom line becomes is that, um, you know, and we're all, all on our own path to accomplish that. So, but the good thing about this is, and, and I, you know, thank you very much for doing this interview, is giving the perspective to someone that's brand new, that's sitting in a job that doesn't know a lot about real estate, yeah. they can say, you know, from the, from the inside the mind of a cash buyer, your perspective, you've been successful, you've run a business, you've, you've uh, you know, you've, you know, your lumber business up there and you sold it and now you're taking your money and you're looking at it going, hey, we are at the one of the best real estate opportunities in our, in our, in our time in history, but we'll probably not see that again. I mean, no, I'm 40, you're 45, you know, the market will only come up from there, Yeah. you know, and now it's time to take advantage of that and see there are people out there that are like Robin who want to find properties, but they're just looking for people to help tee them up to you, right? I mean, yeah. to tee up properties to you, so... Well, I'm, so, not, I'm looking at this as actually as a, as a uh, I guess you could call it a freedom plan that, you know, without the, the buy and hold project, pro properties as well, just with the cash flow rates, you could also honestly look at uh, residual income for myself and, and then also my three kids down the road where, if I, you know, we plan, you know, you play this out properly and you could probably uh, never have to work again after... You know, X amount of properties. Yeah, it's and fun. still have a decent lifestyle. Yeah, I was talking to uh, uh, another cash buyer that we uh, that we deal with, and you know, and he has bought just cash. I mean, you now he buys the twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars properties. Yeah, he puts a little bit of work into them, 
puts a tenant in there, cash flows him a couple hundred bucks a month. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, he owns him free and clear, so he just cash flows him. And uh, he's got a hundred of these things. Unbelievable. You know, and what he did is he did the same thing in 1992. Yeah. He bought, I think it was like 200 properties. He yeah. sold them all in 2005 yeah. and made millions of dollars. He looks at it again going, hey, I was just waiting for this market to happen again. And now we're sitting here right here to take advantage of the opportunity. Absolutely. So I want to wrap it up. I know you're busy. I got to go. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go to the airport there. And I uh, just want to thank you for your time. Greatly appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you during this process. And, and I know these people here listening to this will, will value this interview in your perspective on the market from inside the mind of a cash buyer. No, no, thanks for all your help and your, uh, and your support and all the good deals that you've given us. Yeah. Now, do you, um, for, do you have any other, like, any advice for someone, you know, like myself or someone like here that's going to, going to offer properties? Do you have anything that you could give them for, you know, advice that they can take away from? Um, as far as the, no, like I said, this, um, just, you know, the formula that you, you, you seem to have has worked out excellent. And, and I'd be very surprised if, if, if uh, that would be within the parameters of most, uh, cash buyers, most cash buyers or people that are looking to invest. And like I said, the, uh, you know, the way you've set it up, you can have so many houses and you just get a good deal on as far as just buying them cash and being cash flow like crazy or in the other cash, uh, in the other case, uh, you know, if you're like right now, I'm I'm in between uh, uh, like um, six fix and flips, so yeah. I've got a lot of money tied up on those. So then yeah. you can still buy some of these properties that have the loans in place and still have an active existence, uh, locking up more and more properties as we Instead go. Instead of going to get along because the mortgage market sucks. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, again, thanks for your time and uh, thank you for doing this interview yeah, no <laughs> on a last minute fly. Thank you, no <laughs>
what will happen is you can start going out and say, listen, you're going to come across some unbelievable deals that you might want to keep in your portfolio. Now you can flip properties for cash, but also, too, you can build a large portfolio of rental properties that are bringing cash flow in. And that is the ticket. So you have a large portfolio of properties. They're all bringing cash flow in. And then you say, you know what? Well, what do I really want to do? And it might be real estate. I don't know. I love real estate. And I'm, I'm liking this podcast thing and you know teaching people uh, about real estate. I, I really love to do that. That's exciting. So, so you can find what your passion is when you have the free time to do what you want to do. So now let me, let me ask you this quick question. Let's say... Um, I give you a credit card, and on in this credit card was it was a limitless amount of cash. You couldn't spend the amount of cash. I mean, it was money was not an object object ever again. Money was nothing. I mean, you you had everything was taken care of, and you basically had this credit card that can't be taken away from you. The balance would never go away. There is no balance on it, and you could use it anywhere you wanted to go. And there was a limitless amount of money on it. Well, if you had that, what would be the first thing you would do? Well, maybe pay off your house, pay off your cars, get out of debt, you know, probably quit your job, right? Because you know it would, you know, and you, you knew for 100% confident that that card was not going to go anywhere and you weren't going to lose it and it was a limitless amount of money. You'd be like, why work? <laughs> you know, unless you love what you do, but why work? Right, so you pay off your house, pay off your cars, do whatever, pay off the debt. Well, you probably, you know, pay off your parents' house, or or buy your parents a new house. Maybe buy a new car for yourself. Maybe buy a new house for yourself. You know, do something. Buy buy you know new house, you know new uh, car for the ki- uh, for your wife. Um, do the things that you want to do. You know, if money was never an object. So what happens is you accumulate all the stuff. So you get your house paid off. Maybe you get another house. Then you get another car. Then you pay off, you know that. And maybe you know, maybe you say, hey, you know, I want to have a house up in the mountains. I want to have with pine trees all around. I want to have a deck that overlooks the, uh, you know, the forest. And I just want to go up there and I just want to relax. And then you go, well, I want a house too that's going to be on the ocean. That's overlooking the ocean. It doesn't matter for twenty million dollars, ten million, five million, whatever, whatever your mind can stretch to. It doesn't matter because you have a card. That can pretty much pay for anything. It doesn't matter. So you buy whatever you want to buy, and you have have this kicking house right on the ocean, overlooking you know the sunset, the beach, and it's just beautiful. It's awesome. Okay. Now you've done all that. You don't have any debts. You're, you're nothing. You bought it. You did all your stuff. You bought all your stuff. Now what would you do? Okay. Let's say, for an example, it's two years down the road. You've taken care of your family. You've taken care of your kids. You've taken care of all your wants, needs, and desires you've ever could even dream of. And now you're sitting in your beach house in your favorite chair overlooking the ocean on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. You still have the card. There's a limitless amount of money, and you're just sitting there. The breeze is coming in off, and you're just going, wow, this is great. But you know what? What are you going to do with your time? It's going to get pretty boring. Yeah, you have the house and you have all, and you can you can have all the toys. You got boats and you got jet skis and you got airplanes and you got whatever you want. But what's it going to be? What I mean, what is really 
really going to make a difference? What do you want to do? I guess that's the point. If money wasn't an object, what would you do with your time after you get all this stuff out of the way? You know, I sat down and thought about that real hard. And I think for me is that helping people. I mean, think about it. You got everything done. What would you want to do? Maybe donate to a charity. Maybe help a charity. Maybe help other people achieve success that they think is success. I don't know. But, you know, it's just something to chew on and something to think about. So in the next podcast coming up next week, I got an awesome, awesome case study for you. Um, I'm working with a student uh, right now, and they just signed their first deal today. I mean, not signed it, closed on it today. And they're getting their check tomorrow. And I'm going to do a video and an audio podcast Um, And it's going to expose pretty much everything that they did to get their first deal under their belt. And it's going to be awesome. So make sure you subscribe to iTunes, whatever. Um, Subscribe to the blog, whatever you want to do. But you do not want to miss this uh, podcast because um, we're going to reveal exactly how they went out and got their very, very first deal without knowing anything about real estate working around their job. All right. Till next time, next week, take care and God bless. And uh, I wish you ultimate success in your real estate investing career.